What if I told you that fear doesn't keep you safe? And in fact, fear is probably the biggest thing that's holding you back from having exactly what you want. You're listening to The Empowered Life with master coach and trainer of NLP, Terry Holland. Breakthrough to the life you deserve. Thanks for joining me here today. I have to apologize. It's been, oh, it's been a little over a month since I last recorded an episode. And I'm going to do another episode about why that is and why I've been sort of sporadic with these. But this one, let's focus on fear and, uh, and then listen to the next one where I'm going to explain sort of what I've realized about myself and how I've been holding myself back from doing these podcasts. And that'll be the next episode. So make sure you listen to that one. And if you haven't already subscribed to this show to make sure that you get the notification every time that there's a new episode, make sure you do that. Click the subscribe button wherever you're listening, whether it's iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening, hit subscribe so that you always get the latest content first. So I used to live from fear, and you've heard me throughout some of the episodes talking about this before. Um, But you know, I thought that fear kept me safe. I thought that feeling fear was, well, it kept me safe. And it did. It really did. But It kept me safe from taking risks. It kept me safe from doing the things I needed to do. So it actually didn't keep me safe at all. It was an illusion of safety. Now what fear did do was it kept me small. It kept me from reaching for my potential. Fear stopped me from achieving my goals, from creating the life and the business that I wanted, from having the relationships I wanted, from harnessing my own personal power. You see, I was afraid of everything. I was, I remember when I met with my first coach, he said, what are you afraid of? And I said, well, I'm afraid of uh, driving. And he said, what else? I said, I'm afraid of deep water. And he said, what else? I said, I'm afraid of speaking up. And he said, let's cut to the chase. You're afraid of everything. And that was absolutely true. In fact, Right before I had this conversation with him, I was at an event, multi-speaker event. This was years ago, and there were all these amazing speakers, three-day event, and I was just, I was afraid to even approach any of these speakers. And in fact, on the end of day two of the seminar, the end of day two, I was supposed to meet a friend for dinner, and she was going to meet me at the hotel where the seminar was. And I was, I was sitting in the lobby. Everyone had already left from the seminar. And then all of a sudden, one of the speakers who I had just seen, I think, I think he spoke on day one, and he was standing there in front of me and totally empty lobby. And there's me sitting there and then there's him standing and he's obviously waiting for someone. And I really enjoyed his talk and I was too afraid to even say hello to him and to let him know how much I enjoyed his talk. And then one of the other speakers showed up and then another one and another one. And now here's me sitting in a lobby with five of these men who I have listened to over the last two days, who I greatly admired and respected. And none of them are really talking. They don't really know each other. They're just all standing around waiting for someone. Turned out they were all going for dinner and there were cars coming for them. And I could not bring myself to say hello. In fact, 
In fact, I went to the absolute extreme of sitting in my chair, wishing that I was invisible, not wanting to be seen by them because I didn't feel like I was worthy to even be there. And even when I talk about this today, I cannot believe I ever felt that way because that's certainly not how I feel today. And at that time in my life, I felt completely unworthy of even being in their presence. So I just wanted to be invisible. And I was so afraid of speaking with these men. And a friend of mine came out. I thought he'd already left, but he came out and he uh, he saw the guys there and he saw me sitting there and he started talking with me and then he started talking with them. And I watched him and I thought, how is he doing this? How is he talking to them like they're just people? And then because he talked to them, they were like, hey, let's get a selfie with you. And they started taking photos with him and tagging them on social media and adding him as a friend. And I'm watching all this unfold. And I said, if I had just spoken up and instead of being this timid, afraid little mouse trying to be invisible, that would have been me in all the photos. And I was kicking myself the rest of the night because I thought, what an amazing opportunity to talk to these guys. And, uh, And instead of taking it, I was afraid. So I used to be really afraid of people who were in a position of power um, and not even so much. Well, it was fear, but it was an intimidation where I felt like I wasn't worthy of talking to them instead of realizing that they're just people too. So that was, I think, about six years ago now. And my life has definitely transformed since then. And I have let go of all of that fear. But I used to live from fear. Now there are people who will teach you to keep your fear, that fear keeps you safe, that you should become friends with your fear. These are people who haven't learned how to let it go. They haven't learned how to release their own fear. They don't have the tools necessary to help you let go of fear. And so they're going to teach you to keep your fear and that it keeps you safe. Or these are people who benefit from keeping you playing small because that keeps them on a pedestal of power. Fear does not keep you safe. And in fact, I have had people, I've had students try to argue this point with me and try to prove to me that fear keeps them safe. And I have yet to have any compelling argument that fear keeps you safe. Here's what does keep you safe. Your fight or flight response. And having an awareness of your surroundings, that is your safety. So here's an example. So my husband and I, we like to go hiking. And if we go hiking up a mountain and there's a steep cliff edge, would having a fear of heights keep me safe? And I want you to think about that really rationally. Would having a fear of heights keep me safe? No. Having an awareness of where the edge is, is what keeps me safe. Fear would not. In fact, fear might cloud my judgment, limit my awareness, impair my thinking, putting me in more danger. What does keep me safe is knowing where the edge is and knowing the consequence of what happens if I were to get too close. But I don't have to be afraid of it to be aware that it's there. Fear is an illusion of your mind. So I used to live in fear, and I lived with it every single day, and I've learned to let it go and live fearlessly, and this has made all the difference in my life. This is what allowed me to launch this podcast. It was letting go of fear that 
allowed me to accomplish everything I have in my business, to put myself online, to speak in front of audiences, to stand on stages and speak to hundreds of entrepreneurs, to coach the way I do, to do the things that I do every day. But I had to let go of my fear in order to step into any of that. Fear would only keep me playing small. If I held on to all that fear, I would still be, I would still be the girl sitting in the chair wishing she were invisible so that she doesn't get seen. This has transformed my life. Now, here's something, because you might be thinking, oh no, Terry, fear does keep me safe. I had in my master practitioner training last summer, I had, I overheard a conversation between two students. They were practicing some techniques on each other. And one said to the other, well, that's a, a healthy dose of fear. And my ears perked up and I said, tell me about this healthy dose of fear. And she said, well, I'm afraid of wasps. And I said, and, you know, how is it that you're afraid of wasps? And she said, I'm allergic to them. I swell up if I get stung. And I said, so does having the fear of the wasp keep you safe? And she said, yes. And I said, how does it keep you safe? She said, well, I stay away from them. I said, so is it fear that keeps you safe? Or is it the knowledge that you're allergic to that thing? And if you get too close to it, you could have an allergic reaction. She said, well, I guess it's that. And I said, letting go of your fear doesn't mean you're going to go up to a wasp, put it in your palm and start giving it kisses all over its furry, tiny little yellow and black body. It means that you can acknowledge and go, hey, I'm highly allergic to that thing. So I'm going to give it space. I'm going to give me space and I'm going to be aware of where it is. Do you get the difference? I live in a neighborhood where we have bears. We have, we have bears around the neighborhood. They walk up and down the streets. Now, now if I were afraid of bears, I would never leave the house. So a fear of bears does not keep me safe from the bear. What does keep me safe is being aware of my surroundings when I'm walking my dog and knowing what to do when I do encounter a bear, knowing to give the bear space to make sure that I know where the exits are. If I was stuck in fear, my focus would narrow and I might not be able to get us out of there safely. What does keep me safe is full awareness of my surroundings and the knowledge of what to do if I encounter a bear. That's what keeps me safe. Fear would stop me from going on the walk to begin with. Fear would keep me in my home afraid to take my dog outside. That's what fear would do. And while I'm sitting here inside my office in my house, fear would be dominating my thoughts that there could be a bear out there. I don't have to be afraid of a bear. I'm sitting inside my house safe. I also don't have to be afraid of the bear when I'm out walking my dog. In fact, I don't need to be afraid of the bear at all. I just need to be aware that they're there. So I've yet to encounter a useful purpose for fear other than that fear keeps people small. It's easy to control people if they're afraid and you can sell them a lot of products if they're afraid. So here's how I let go of my fear. I let go of my fear by learning NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and more specifically, Timeline Therapy. So this completely transformed my life. It allowed me to let go of fear. It allowed me to let go of anxiety. And um, 
the really cool thing about timeline therapy is it works and it works 100% of the time as long as a person's willing to let go of their stuff. Now, the difference is, is I had some people who are not willing to let it go. And if they're not willing to let it go, I can't do anything about that. So timeline therapy allows you to let go of all your past negative emotions and limiting beliefs. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean that you never feel it again. It means when you feel it, it's in the present, it's appropriate, and it's contextualized to that moment. Now, while I said I still haven't found a um, rational reason to hang on to fear, sometimes in the moment, fear has a purpose. Now, fear is a secondary response, and it comes off of a flight response. So remember I said your safety is your fight or flight response. Fear comes secondarily off of flight. So you get away from the danger and then fear comes up afterwards. Fear to say, wow, that was a scary thing. However, you don't have to hang on to that fear. Now, I work with a lot of public speakers and I help people overcome the fear of public speaking. And that is a massive fear. In fact, you may have heard the joke before that people are more afraid of speaking than they are of dying. And that means, the joke is, that means that People would rather be giving or rather be in the casket at a funeral than giving the eulogy. I mean, that's absurd, but that's the reality of it is that, you know, 99% of the population has a fear of public speaking. Now, this fear comes because often at some point in childhood, a, you know, a little person's called on to speak in front of the class and they make a mistake or they do something wrong they say the wrong word, they read it the wrong way, they stumble, and they get laughed at. And that becomes a scary thing. So that's often how fear starts. Something, a small event happens, and then we make a story out of it, and we attach fear to it. And now we don't want to do that thing. Now, at the time, maybe that seemed rational as a child to go, well, that's scary. I got laughed at by my peers. But as an adult, if that fear of public speaking is stopping you from making professional presentations that's going to grow your career and elevate your success and get you everything you want in life, then it's not a helpful emotion. It's actually just stopping you from having everything that you want. So fear is an illusion in your mind. From a metaphysics standpoint, we could say that the only emotion, the only real emotion is love and everything else is an illusion of that. So we take love. If that's the only real energy, the real feeling that there is, and I'm not saying necessarily that it is, I'm saying from a metaphysics standpoint, that's a, that's a view. So if we just, for a moment, take that as truth and say, okay, if the only real emotion is love, and then it gets filtered through our human nervous system, and it's like, I always envision white light through a prism, you know, light comes in, it goes through a prism and it gets fractionated. I don't know if that's the right word, but it gets splintered into all these different colors. But those colors are an illusion of the light being reflected off different surfaces. So let's say that love is all there is and it comes in through the human nervous system and it gets fractured into all these other emotions. And some of them are negative emotions, fear, anger, hurt, sadness, guilt, shame. And some of them are really positive emotions, happiness, joy, um, excitement. But if at the end of the day, it's all coming from love. And if fear is just an illusion, that puts you in control of, of, well, basically of how you feel, right? If it's just an illusion, we can treat it as an illusion. So there are two things that are going to drive you in life to make your decisions, and they'll drive you either towards what you want or away from what you don't want, and that is desire or fear, and you get to choose which one is driving you. 
desire is going to propel you towards what you want and you won't stop until you get it. And fear is going to, well, it's going to move you away from what you don't want, but it's not necessarily going to give you what you do want. So, you know, for example, being afraid of public speaking, being afraid of public speaking, um, it's going to stop you from getting humiliated in front of people, right? People aren't going to laugh at you because you're never in front of them. So it might stop that. It'll move you away from what you don't want, which is to get laughed at. Um, but it's not going to get you what you do want, which is to have the success, the notoriety, the elevating your status and having the financial success and really the goals that you want to achieve through public speaking. It's not going to get you any of that. So it's an illusion. And the thing is, is it's, you know, who knows if people would actually laugh at you anyway. And if they did, is that the end of the world? So often the things that we're afraid of, well, I would say all the time, the things that we're really afraid of are completely irrational things. And you can spend your whole day dwelling on all the negative possibilities of what could happen, what could go wrong. And your mind, so you have in your mind, you have the reticular activating system, the RAS, the RAS. And it's designed, it's its only goal, its purpose is to seek out the thing you're focused on. So imagine if you're focused because you're, you're afraid, so you're focused on all the things that you don't want to happen, all the bad things you don't want to happen, guess what you're going to find more of in your life? All the things that you don't want to happen. So keeping with our public speaking example, so a person's afraid of public speaking, the fear keeps them from getting humiliated, which is what they ultimately don't want. They don't want to get laughed at on stage or make a mistake. So it keeps them away from that. But it doesn't let them move towards what they ultimately want, which say is, you know, public speaking is one of the fastest ways to grow your business. So it's not going to let them move towards that and make the money and have the success, the influence that they want. By the way, all influential people are able to speak. They're all public speakers. So they're not going to get the influence and the success that they want, but they're not going to get humiliated. So what do you think they're going to get more of? They're going to be focusing on not being humiliated. So they're going to find unconsciously, they're going to find um, themselves in situations where they are going to make mistakes and they're going to feel embarrassed. And that's just another illusion of an emotion. They're going to also find themselves being broke because Ultimately, if they want to have more success, influence, and money, public speaking will get them there. So they're going to find themselves with not having those things and always feeling like they don't have those things. So ultimately, fear is an illusion. There is no reason to hang on to fear. And especially fear from the past, there's absolutely no reason to have fear from something that's already happened or to fear the potential of something that could happen, it's completely irrational. And that kind of thinking does not get you what you want in life. In fact, fear also has a negative consequence on the immune system. It suppresses the immune system. And if you want to know more about fear and living fearlessly, there's a book I highly recommend by Anita Morjani called Dying to Be Me. And in it, she talks about overcoming cancer. And one of the things she had to do was learn how to live fearlessly. Now, I'm not going to know spoilers for that book. I highly suggest reading it, though. If you really, if you are listening to this and you're like, no, I got to hang on to my fear, um, read that book and maybe you'll think a little bit differently about what fear does and how it controls us. So I think that's it for today. 
I think I've said everything I need to about fear. Now, if you really want to grow your business over the next year, we're coming up to the end of 2019, just a few more days of this decade and moving into 2020. And what a great time to think about what you want to achieve over the next 12 months. Now, I would say that almost every single entrepreneur who comes to me for coaching, one of the things that's holding them back, it usually boils down to fear. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to fail. I'm afraid of being successful. I'm afraid of what will happen if it always comes back down to fear. So if you really want to move forward over this next 12 months and you want to create something amazing this year in your business then let's have a conversation. I invite you to a call with me. It's a 30-minute strategy call, completely free. That might change in the future, but right now I'm keeping them as free. And we'll talk about how we can work together to overcome all the stuff that's holding you back. Now, the other way is you just join me for practitioner training. You come and learn how to do this stuff for yourself. And that's what's really going to propel your success forward in the future. So, if that interests you in any way, I'll post the link in the show notes. Uh, really, you just have to go to terryholland.ca. Remember, Terry is with one R, terryholland.ca. Click on book a call with me. You can book a call there. And if you want to learn more about the trainings, there's information there. You just click on NLP practitioner training and it'll take you there. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a five-star review. If you didn't, then don't leave a review because that's just mean. Um, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends and remember to follow me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. And I love, love, love to connect with my followers on Instagram. So you can find me at Terry Holland on Instagram or at the empowered life show. Both accounts are active. I'm more active on my Terry Holland one though. Just if you really want to engage with me, find me on that one. Anyway, that's a lot of rambling about that. So I hope you have a fantastic day and uh, listen to the next episode where I'm going to be sharing with you why I have been not consistent with these episodes, even though I preach consistency all the time and why I have been a hypocrite myself when it comes to that. So if you want to listen to that, listen to the next episode and hope you have a phenomenal day. Bye for now.